Hi everyone, I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome to another episode of Podway. <laughs> you sound so sad. Yeah. <laughs> this is a depressing episode, yeah? This is a depressing episode because this is probably the lowest rated, probably in my mind, <laughs> musical we'll have. Spoiler alert. Since Murder for Two, another musical with murder in the title, that's not, that, that wasn't stellar. But um, I think I already jumped the gun by yeah. giving a spoiler that A, we didn't like it, and B, there is murder in the title. So how about you introduce the musical? Sure, because we are dis- uh, we're going to discuss murder ballad <laughs> in today's episode. Technically, I guess it wouldn't be a spoiler because, I mean, people would see the title in the, when they click on the episode. True. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as Claire said, we're covering Murder Ballad, um, which is a tragic love triangle between four characters, Sarah, Tom, Michael, and a narrator. And it deals with the events leading to as well as the aftermath of an affair. So a little bit about a musical. It uh, premiered off-Broadway in November 2012 in the Manhattan Theater Club, where it ran until December 2012. And then I transferred to another off-Broadway theater, which was the Union Square Theater, and it ran there for another two months. So it also got translated to several other languages, which surprised me to no end. They got like successful enough <laughs> to translate to all these languages and transfer to all these countries. But for a list... It went to West End, so obviously the UK, Argentina, the Netherlands, Belgium, Italy, and New Zealand. And in West End, the person who played Tom, do you want to know who it was? No. You don't want to know? (laughs) No. Is it going to change how I see the person? I don't know. Okay, well, tell me then. Uh, It it. was Raman, Raman Krumler. No! Yeah. (laughs) No! I don't know what happened. Why would he do that to himself? What propelled him to take this role? But every every actor has a dud or two in their career. Some people uh, accept things they shouldn't. Maybe he was desperate for money. <laughs> I don't know. This pings me. This is so painful. I was shocked to see his name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm shocked now. Yeah. So. But yeah, if if you are in any of those countries and you're curious to hear your own country's version of murder ballad maybe that's available for you who knows for alert again i don't think either of us would recommend watching this one but yeah yeah what is uh what is your background like with murder uh ballad claire well it was my chance or my turn to pick something mm-hmm. i saw murder so that's <laughs> why i picked it <laughs> and i know nothing of it before this so that's going to be my excuse of picking something that we both didn't enjoy. So yeah, it's not like I did this on purpose, you know? I would love to like have done this on purpose. So like <laughs> you can suffer and I can have fun. But then unfortunately, I also did not have fun for this one. So mission failed. Yeah. I mean, at least we're suffering together. Yeah. I think there's some kind of like uniting yeah. Something that like increases the morale, but just having like several people suffering at the same time. <laughs> it's like uniting evil and we like fight it by giving it like a bad review. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, there is not a lot that's known about Murder Ballad. I tried looking a little bit more into like what the people thought when it premiered in all these countries. I mean, you would assume that there'll be more of a critical reception portion of it when it got translated to so many different languages and it got so many different premieres and -hmm. it got such big actors playing in the roles, but there is like crickets, there's nothing. And I read several reviews, but the reviews were pretty much like a very high level summary of the plot and then they're like oh this one is premiering in so-and-so and it play it's playing right now you can get tickets like it's nothing that really says a whole lot about it like not an in-depth review of anything by any sort so maybe we'll be the um default I don't know we'll be like the people who decide <laughs> whether uh, to recommend it to people and we'll be like the first to give an in-depth review in which case yeah you're welcome murder ballad or maybe you're not welcome but I don't think that it probably had very high critic ranking or reviews because it got nominated for a bunch of awards when it was in its off-Broadway phase. But according to the Wikipedia article, they didn't mention them winning any of the awards. So I'm going to take it as they didn't win any awards Mm -hmm. despite Mm -hmm. being nominated. So maybe people didn't love 
this musical. If you are curious, though, it is relatively short. It's like an hour and 10 minutes. Very, very short. And it's entirely sung through. So keep that in mind. I would highly suggest having the musical open and then in another like window or browser having like the genius lyrics for all the songs just because if they don't enunciate very clearly or very well it will be difficult to follow Mm -hmm. that being said I don't really want to share what version of this I watched because I had such a negative experience I wouldn't want to trash the oh really yeah (laughs) I have no problem trashing on this I'm just gonna share I watched the 2019 version. Oh, do you know on, the like- Oh, on YouTube. No, it's okay, Becky. Just, oh. just admit it. Just admit it. It's fine. <laughs> There's a reason why it's public, you know? I know, but I feel bad. It's clearly not a professional like a, a passion project, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel bad trashing about a passion project with people who are probably not necessarily big shot paid actors who are passionate about the source material, it makes me feel really, really bad saying something negative about it, you know? Well, just make, don't make it into a, like a personal attack, I think. Just be like, my experience has been blah, 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 and not be like, <laughs> that person's shit. Like, yeah, I don't want to say anything bad about them, just because it does seem like a very small production that's probably not paid or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but... But yeah, so like you, Claire, I pretty much had no familiarity with Murder Ballad whatsoever. I kind of wish that I could go back to the time where I lived in ignorance and uh, bliss and not being familiar with this once again. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah, okay. Okay. We, we're one of the same in this case. I'm very glad about that. I kind of was really scared that you'll be like, oh, this is so artistic. This is such a vision. <laughs> and it's like a little slice of life. And I love this so much. I know you don't tend to like musicals that are sunk through. That's, I remember correctly, right? I feel like I'm okay. You're okay with, with those? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't mind. have a strong opinion of that. Then I remembered it incorrectly. So like that was the only thing that gave me like a little bit of an iffy vibe. Like, oh, maybe she wouldn't like it because of that. But since I remembered it incorrectly, my biggest fear is that you would love it. No. But honestly, there was a little bit of an exhilaration because then we could have had like, oh, you know, what do you love about this? And what do I hate about it? But I think it would also come to the fact that we have such very different opinions and very, and very different like things that we enjoy but in this case I'm really curious since we are very different whether we had things that we disliked about it that are very very different from each other as well so mm-hmm. even worse things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but yes without further ado let's get into it so um right out of the bat this very much gives me ghost quartet vibes and for those of you in the know who watched the episode or who remember i love ghost quartet so the vibes started out pretty good for me because the way the venue is arranged the amount of people on stage which is exactly four and extensive talk about death and dying that definitely gave me ghost quartet vibes also the fact that they address like what is going to happen in the story and kind of like talk about in, in a fourth wall kind of breakaway. But the similarities between the two of them for me and there. And I think I'll tackle the in-depth summary in a bit of a different way than usual. So the majority of it will be the usual way, but there will also be like an overhead um, idea. And I guess you'll see. Mm-hmm. So Similarly to Ghost Quartet, there are four main characters, as we mentioned before. We have the protagonist, Sarah. We have Sarah, we have her goody two-shoes husband, Michael, her bad boy lover, Tom, and a narrator. So let's talk with Sarah. She is very, very young, and in the beginning of the story, she's dating Tom, uh, who is a bartender. And as you all remember, Tom, bad boy. Bad boy bartender at this point. They're very artistic couple and they're like carefree. They do what they want. They're very in love. They're very passionate towards each other. But after three years of dating leading to nowhere, Sarah and Tom break up because they don't really see a committed future with each other. The night they break up, Sarah is drunk and she bumps into Michael, who is the goody two shoes partner party. Um, and Michael is a PhD from NYU. He walks her home. Sarah wants to sleep with him, but Michael refuses and instead takes care of her for the night. We skip forward. Sarah and Michael got married. They bought a house together in the Upper West Side in New York. Very, very good money. And they also had a baby girl named Frankie. 
Michael and Sarah plan Frankie's future, and Michael stresses the importance of education and financial responsibilities, while Sarah begs for him to slow down. Meanwhile, Tom is not doing too, too well and vows to never fall in love again. So, um, a little bit more of a time skip. Sarah is a stay-at-home mom, and Frankie is old enough to go to school right now, so she's probably around six years old. And that means that from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., she's kind of her own person and alone while Frankie's in school. So Sarah drops Frankie off, and she feels very unfulfilled and is searching for meaning. She's kind of stuck in a routine, and she doesn't know how to like progress. She doesn't know who she is, really. Suddenly, she is reminded of Tom, and she decides to go to the bar again, which he now owns, to check up on him, despite knowing it's a very, very bad idea. We find out that Tom is also involved with someone when Sarah and Tom reunite. And it seems that for both of them, they're kind of like the one who got away. And they keep thinking about each other, despite the fact it's been 10 years since they broke up. They begin an affair. And as time progresses, Michael senses that something is kind of off, different about Sarah. But he checks it down to boredom, just like, you know, the fact that she has a very mundane day-to-day existence. But he still tries to be a very good, like, husband and partner and father. He tries to, like, repair their relationship. He offers to take time off work just to be with her. But she actually refuses and goes to see Tom instead. Sarah starts longing for the life she had with Michael and goes to Tom one last time with the intent of breaking up with him. Meanwhile, Frankie is very sick and the school tries to reach her. And when they can't reach her, they um, contact Michael instead. Michael tries to contact Sarah too, and he can't get hold of her because she's at the bar with Tom. And at the end of things, Sarah finally leaves Tom's place and goes to pick up Frankie. She makes up a lie about where she was and the family tries to repair itself. Then, to say lightly, Tom didn't take the breakup very well, and he begins to stalk Sarah. So while he's stalking her, pretty much, Sarah, Michael, and Frankie go to a playground where Tom continues his stalking tendencies, and in the end of things, he approaches Sarah, and Michael sees this, and he introduces himself to Tom, and that's when finally he realizes the nature of Sarah and Tom's relationship and the fact that they've been having an affair. In the aftermath of the affair coming to light, all the characters envision murdering each other. Sarah and Michael each go to Tom's bar where Tom and Michael begin like fighting each other with a bat. Mm -hmm. Michael got the upper hand at one point, but before he can do any real damage to Tom, he is stopped by the narrator, which is the point Sarah takes the opportunity to usher Michael away and apologize to him. I'm not 100% sure about this, but it seems like they will try to repair the relationship and work on things. And for the final twist of the musical, we find out that the narrator was Tom's girlfriend. And that uh, she found out essentially because of that bar fight that he was cheating on her with Sarah. And she takes the bat that Tom and Michael were fighting with each other um, before and murders Tom with it. And that's kind of how the musical ends. Specifically, the musical ends with Sarah and Michael finding out that Tom has been murdered and each saying it wasn't them. Um, So that is Murder Ballad. Woohoo! Hey. <laughs> um, it was very difficult for me, I, as I mentioned before, to piece this together. I think it would have been immensely useful if any of the productions whatsoever had subtitles because it's a little bit difficult to make out what we're, what they're saying. So I had to like go back, re-listen to it, look through all the lyrics again to piece the story, compare like the portions where there are gaps with what is happening on stage. It wasn't very friendly towards, I guess, people watching it at home. Mm-hmm. What Luckily, was your experience? I was watching it with a ch- uh, Mandarin subtitle. So that helped a little. Um, I had to say, though, the translation sort of sucked. So there were a lot of times they would translate something quite literally, and that wouldn't make sense. So Mm kind of like you, I also have to find out the lyrics and then kind of go back and and watch the whole thing, which makes the pain even longer because now I have to like rewatch a certain scenes and I'm yeah. just like, oh man I just want to get this over with I really do <laughs> so yeah it wasn't the best it wasn't the best but then that just keep in mind that these are not um professional singers and and this is not like a 
you know, high budget production. That's the only thing that I can sort of like comfort myself as I was uh, watching along with this. Yeah. Because uh, other than that, I think I'm just going to close my laptop and then just call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say this is not a good experience. I was surprised to see that there are several versions of this floating around. So you mm -hmm. can probably have your pick. I think there are like at least four different versions of the whole musical in full. Pretty much like every single musical, I listened to it first through the cast recording. I just kept looking back and seeing whether I was still listening to the same album because it stretched on and on for forever and I always thought it was the same song. So that is to say the musical to me sounded very samey. It's also kind of like very rock or like folk music. Mm. I'm not a fan of either of those. So this is really not my genre or my cup of tea. I think it's probably, we did mention that you have a bit more of an affinity towards rock music. I don't know if it helped you like the music a little bit more compared to my liking. I think uh -huh. the music, no. <laughs> so oh, was... sorry. I'm just like, uh, I mean, the genre is there, but then, you know, if people are not great singers, I don't think the genre is going to matter much. Um, the cast recording, I think the people sang very well. The, their singing wasn't an issue. I don't know if you listened to the cast recording at all. The cast recording is fine, like okay. better, a lot yeah. better, I would say. But um, I have my other issues with the musical. Mm -hmm. That is more than just the music. So, I mean, I'll get into that later. But yeah. yeah. But, but um, the fact that it's rock is not going to change my opinion. It didn't make any portion of it better. Did it help you parse the music a little bit more, just having familiarity with the genre itself? Because as somebody who doesn't listen to rock at all in my day-to-day, -day, I was really, really struggling there. I just like, there is no way this is a different song. And I think I was 20 songs on the track list after like the first one I've listened to. And I was like, how long can this one be? And I just kept <laughs> looking at it again and again. And I was in complete disbelief that to me, it all sounds the same. And I think as somebody who listens to a lot of musical, one of the best thing for me um, is seeing how many different genres can be incorporated into something, how different character voices come through in cast recordings, how you can distinctly say, oh, this is something this character would sing, or this is something that character would sing or say. And there was none of that in this musical. It all was very samey, regardless of who sang it. There was no individuality for any of the characters, despite only having four of them. And there was no variety of the musical genre. Like, I, I, even within rock, like, you probably have a lot of different kinds of rock that they can utilize to make it a little bit more flavorful compared to mm -hmm. like something that is completely like trash um mm. <laughs> and they didn't utilize any of that so I left the experience like feeling very frustrated by the sameness of everything mm -hmm. how was your experience <laughs> like listening to the songs <laughs> oh sorry am I supposed to say like how I like the music yes <laughs> I'm just going to say that, yes, I listen to rock, but it's not like because it's rock, I'm just going to automatically love it. You know, I, I think because it is a genre that I do enjoy, I have sort of a higher expectation mm. of what it will be, because if it's anything less than what rock should be in my mind so for example <clears throat> school of rock you know and <laughs> then it's not gonna be great it's more gonna make me feel like oh you call this rock kind of thing mm -hmm. and I have to say this musical sort of gives me that vibe of um I don't know why they want to call themselves like a rock musical to me it's not really rock it's mm -hmm. like it has some rock element but it's not classical rock let's put it that way um, which makes sense because classical rock isn't very easy to fit into a musical and I get that but it's just when you advertise yourself as a rock musical I sort of want to see a little bit more in that and also the fact that the vocal was really limited is um, not going to help either right so I admit yes the cast recording was much better mm -hmm. and I think if I listen to that first I might have a slightly better opinion of it who knows maybe I'll be extra disappointed when I watch <laughs> the whole thing so actually that's very likely now that I think about it but anyways because I did not and mm -hmm. uh, the cast well not the cast recording sorry like the the recording of the show was the first exposure I really did not have high expectation of pretty much any of the songs 
Like I, I did not want to go back to listen to any of the songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm kind of glad that I did because it improved things a little bit, a tiny little bit, not by much, but a tiny little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it's not going to change my mind entirely. Sorry. Was it more distinct for you, which is where I'm really, really curious about? Because for right. me, it sounded all samey and I chucked it to my lack of familiarity with the genre. Was it distinct for you and you just like, oh, this is not good rock music? Or did it also sound samey to you? It just feels like maybe the instrument and some of the beat that I use is more rocky, but the way that they sing it is not really rock. You can still tell that it's very contemporary musical style or even like modern style singing. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm not really like a rock expert anyways. It's not just because I like something doesn't mean like I'm good at everything about it. So like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really pinpoint what exactly was missing um, or like what detail was was wrong about about the songs but it's just music in general it just doesn't really feel like that <laughs> I mean it's not like you could just add like a few drums and just call yourself rock you know what I mean mm-hmm. so maybe it's that but I can't quite tell you what exactly was wrong I just feel like it's not it's it, it's not rock in my opinion Okay, that is fair for sure. Now I think let's get to the meat and potatoes of things, which is kind of like the characters and the stories. Or maybe uh-huh. before we even go to that, what if you had to pick a favorite? For me, it's really, really difficult. I understand if you don't want to do it. Which one would be your favorite? Character? Oh, no, 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 no. I think oh, there's song? only... Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, man. Um... Hmm. I think... What was it? Built for a longing and finale mm. were the more okay ones for me. For me, it was Murder Ballad. There are a few things I thought like were kind of clever in it after listening to it a couple of times and like knowing the story fully. But as I mentioned many, many times, it all sounded very much the same to me. It took me, I think I listened to the entire thing maybe three or four times fully. And wow. I still cannot parse <laughs> the different wow. songs from each other. I mean, that's so, commitment. Yeah. I'll give you that. I can't. I, I didn't listen to it more than two times, I think. That's that's still pretty good. That I, yeah. I definitely think that's good. And I'd love to bring up as an anecdote my commitment to listening to things that I dislike specifically a lot more or trying to like just brainwash myself into liking them. Like with Diana finally ending up in my Spotify end of the year rap, which was humiliating. But... <laughs> I try. I, I genuinely very much tried. Mm-hmm. But now that you completed it, I guess, to like which one would be your favorite character? Do you have a favorite character? Is there any characters that you liked? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself, like, that's a difficult question. That is a very answer. difficult question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I feel like that's one of the biggest problems of the show honestly mm-hmm. is that the characters are all so poorly written it's really hard to like them even like it's I have such a difficulty understanding them that just beginning there like everything just don't make sense mm. to me like for example if you look at Michael which is arguably maybe the best person out of all of them right like I mean two of them cheated on each other and one is the murderer so that leaves (laughs) you with only Michael and he's a sweet guy sure but you don't really get much other than that and even the reason why he wants to marry or even just wants to be with Sarah was such a confusing component of his character like why 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 is he attracted to her no explanation why did he feel like there was some sort of connection? No explanation. Like, he seems like a very um, much of a family guy, but does he have a good relationship with his daughter? You don't see that. Like, mm-hmm. what sort of thing? Like, I don't know. It's just a lot of things about him like that was, like, missing, and he was just sort of there, like a flat 2D, two-dimensional character that was sort of there to do things that the story requires him to do. And I, mm-hmm. just, I just can't like him because he seems so unreal. Like... He's not a real character to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of like Michael specifically is uh, your mileage may vary with 
how much you can read into the character. I think he does have very few sparks to show that he would be a good family man um, and stuff like that. Like, for example, oh, let's take you to your Nona when they're having a fight so their daughter wouldn't have to see them fighting. Or the fact that he's worried sick about Frankie when she's in school and um, the fact that he's like trying to reach to Sarah and he still says something is wrong, but I still love you, stuff like that. Trying to repair the family unit in the very end. I think that it really depends how much you want to read into him when you make your argument about whether he makes sense or not and I think there is also a lot that you can make with him for example the fact that he studied what was a poetry or something like that as his PhD in NYU this is something that is very artistic so why would he study something like this maybe he's really attracted to something that is more nebulous something that is a little bit more theatrical something that is a little bit less predictable and he is very much a romantic at heart, uh, which which we do get to see plainly in his like solo song when he's advising his student about how to go after a girl. Um, you do see as a very romantic streak to him. And that's probably what attracted him to Sarah, how much in distress she was and the fact that he had the option of being a knight in shining armor and kind of like her prince to her princess, stuff like that. So I can see if you piece together a lot about his character that's not really like outright spoken you can make an image of him that would make sense and would be somewhat developed but it's not something that is very understood and you would have to put a lot of legwork into getting that image of him to where you want it to be I really did not see chemistry between any of the characters on stage mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to be because of the actors it can also be because they're not given much interactions with each other besides the affair you don't get a lot of down moments with them you don't get a lot of like introspection they each get I think like one song that is a solo for themselves and it's always revolving around a character rather than about what they're thinking about themselves it's always like about the central conflict of the affair and I don't know who they are as people really outside of that I do know a little, but not a lot. And that bothered me. But really just the lack of chemistry and interaction between the characters make me think that there is no need to see this musical because it's completely sung through. I can hear it in a much better quality just listening to the cast recording and it would get pretty much the entire story. What you might not get if you're listening to it only is the final twist maybe because you don't see it in front of you and it's something you'd have to like read into a little bit more. But... Apart from that, you're really not missing anything by not watching it. You have no incentive to watch it. It's very frustrating. (laughs) It is very frustrating. Musical is a visual medium as well as like an auditory one. And there is no need for it to be a visual medium in this specific Mm -hmm. case. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not about a very bare bone set. It's not having about having like no costuming. It's not about any of the peripheral thing that like make a musical a lot better in my opinion and really enhance it it's about not having any reason at all like in the text itself Mm -hmm. and and about like what you said um about how much you want to read into a characters and the plot and stuff Mm -hmm. like I agree with that and I think I normally would enjoy like analyzing a lot and be like oh maybe this shows that and you know there's a lot of little cues or little things that would make you think about and want to know more about a character or like why they do such things and things like that but for me I'm just like generally not interested in Mm -hmm. Michael and okay fine you can blame on like the plot you can blame on me but but like it's just (laughs) the fact that I am so I couldn't care less about him that I won't care about all these little cues so like sure you can put in all these little things about Michael that would seemingly make him a more interesting character but when your plot and your characters are so deeply flawed even Mm -hmm. like it's just I won't want to spend the time and like read into it, you know, like, whereas the theories on, I don't know, like, oh, what was it? The, the, uh, right, right, right. A cyclone. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be a really interesting one to, to analyze and to think about, right? Like there's a lot of interesting theories that you can go around about, um, whether this happened, that happened, like what, what is it that we can read so much into mm-hmm. and even like not to mention like things like ghost quartet that's another one that you can just read super much into about but this one frankly I just don't care <laughs> I, I agree with that 100% you know the only reason why I thought about Michael 
um, so much is because I am refusing to think about any other character and analyze them any more <laughs> deeply because they're so unlikable and yeah. disgusting to, for me to even think about and consider. Like, I don't want to spend another second thinking about Sarah or another second thinking about Tom. And the narrator is pretty much there as a plot device for a final twist and she doesn't really have anything else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You don't even know that Tom was dating someone else at the same time. You do. Until this very thing. No, no, no. Really? no you do. You do? He, he, said, he says it when they reconnect he said it another I totally time missed it. Another song. the only reason I know this is because I read the uh each and every lyric to the song to make the oh wow synopsis good for so you talk about it. that is the only reason why why I know this but he referred to it maybe two or three times throughout their affair huh so yeah speaking of that there are definite things that I would say are clever about what they're trying to do so for example with the name of the musical even like it's paying homage to a real genre which I was not familiar with before where they have like a ballad that obviously (laughs) that tells the story leading up to a murder or maybe covering the aftermath of a murder something that revolves completely around it and you don't really know about this coming into the musical necessarily they have foreshadowing in the first song and then it finally all clicks in when the murder happens so there are things I think they're trying to make very clever in it like with the name of the song which is a huge foreshadowing name of the song name of the musical which is a huge foreshadowing and it is paying homage in the in the first song to three other famous murder ballads knowing absolutely nothing about murder ballad as a genre nor having any inclination to listening to it so this is something I had to find out later shout out to tv tropes but really they have a few clever things in there like they're putting a lot of effort but the story I first of all first and foremost would never resonate with it so I'm very biased and if this is something that you really like this musical maybe this is why I didn't connect with it stories about infidelity unless it's something very out of the ordinary like waitress where she's being abused I wouldn't like anything like that on Mm -hmm. on an ordinary day but even when you do cover a story of infidelity I think there is a way to make the characters a lot more interesting and a lot more sympathetic like for example with the last five years where one of the central reasons for the breakup of the relationship is because of infidelity you still feel bad for I forgot his name um for him throughout the story was his name Evan no um something else yeah something else I don't remember his name at all I can't remember his name too that's weird (laughs) uh let me look it up but even though I loathed that portion I still understood and sympathized with it to an extent Mm -hmm. Um, Jamie Jamie yes Jamie did you look it up or did you remember yeah no I look it up (laughs) (laughs) there is a way to cover it that's a little bit better or at least more impactful yeah I'm sorry to put it so bluntly as well because I'm sure a lot of love went into this there are a lot of people who would love this kind of storyline and obviously I'm categorically against this kind of storyline it's just not nothing that I'd vibe with so when I say it's garbage I do mean in my own personal opinion no 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 no. I, I think that's fine to be honest I agree with you I feel like the affair was really out of nowhere is the type of like oh I'm bored that's it you know like there wasn't much going into it and even for the first few brief things when um Sarah was still with Tom I didn't really buy it that there was much of a deep love that will last for 10 years Mm -hmm. 10 years that's a Mm -hmm. long time and you're telling me that all this time they've been thinking about each other and they are they can't forget each other's and that's why that when they meet again it just happened like that like it just happened like that I was so confused and I I don't know like maybe I haven't had like a really heartbreaking breakup so I couldn't <laughs> knock imagine on wood. what it'll, like, knock on wood yes but I couldn't imagine what that would feel like like 10 years man um I could see it with I the type know. of character they are to be honest like but the type of character sure. they are for but. Yeah, they, they are horrible and, and there's no reason to like them, to root for them even. Mm-hmm. Like w- with uh, Waitress, for example, at one point you're sort of like, you want Jenna to be happy, right? Oh, like, totally. Yeah, like you will be like, oh, okay, the affair was like sort of like justified. And the fact that she was having an affair with a really nice guy too, mm-hmm. well, it depends on how you see it, I guess. But like, he's nice to Jenna, right? And then I'm like, okay, you know, but then here it's like, 
uh, and there's not much chemistry between Tom and and, and Sarah even like mm-hmm. they don't have like cute moments you don't feel like they understand each other on like a deeper level it's just all about the passion yeah and passion is something that is really hard for the audience to relate to or to understand because it's very purely just shared between the two of them and when the audience is confused like I just can't get into the story yeah yeah 100% I think maybe this is the kind of musical that lives or dies by who portrays the actors and their acting abilities and Mm. we just had a bad experience with it and that's only if you're putting the story itself aside the fact that the characters are really unlikable aside and the fact that the music is really really bad um Mm. (laughs) but I don't know for me at least I think the story doesn't stand on its own there's Mm. not enough time for us to get to know the characters and care about the characters within this time length Mm. an hour and 10 minutes is really nothing for us to care about these four characters or technically even three characters considering one is only a plot device and we don't know Sarah on her own at all and maybe this is the type of musical where you have to put in the legwork and have to imagine Sarah and try to piece everything together and say, oh, this makes sense. This was, this does make sense. Um, and when I do think about, despite not wanting to, I agree that her trajectory is logical. It is something that I could see based on the characterization they've given her. But I don't want to think about it because they're so goddamn unlikable. And also, I think they're really trying very hard to make it into the kind of piece that is considered artistic. They compare the French noir film multiple times, something that is very high cinema but only for sophisticated people to understand and only for sophisticated people to like and the tragedy of it. Maybe Noel would like it, Noel Gruber um, from Ride the Cyclone. I think it, it just reads to me as very pretentious. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I feel like with the time that I have and with the limited um, amount of characters that I do have, you would expect that you get more depth into them. But like you said, they barely dig into what the characters are feeling is thinking. Yeah. It's just really superficial almost that they're always just saying, oh, this is happening and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, I feel like <laughs> I trash it on really hard. But, but yeah. It's frustrating to me because I think... A, I hate when people try to make something pretentious. It just feels arrogant to me. Mm-hmm. But it's also frustrating because there is there is a lot of thoughts and heart that goes into it. But for me, it completely misses the mark. And I'm really curious to see, because we have such different tastes, whether the things that bothered me bothered you um, about like fundamentally not liking these kind of stories. Or do you come at it from a different angle of dislike? I was okay. You mean like the story that has an affair or a story that has a murder? Because you know, oh, yeah, I, I'm okay with stories that have murder, evidently. Like we had several stories that I was all for that have murders, like Heather's Ghost Quartet. I'm okay with murder, depending. But the murder is the coolest thing, actually, about this the final twist. And even that is just like, yeah it's okay like it's literally you know a what to be a twist. sorry I was just gonna say you know how um so before we start recording this Becky was like oh this is like we have like a hundred percent fail rate with any musical that has a murder in this title because yeah. it just end up being <laughs> shit I remember Gentleman's Guide now <gasps> oh yay okay so Gentleman's Guide was epic just no, 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 no. You're right. of <laughs> it's the devil's number <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, but we do have one good one that has murder in the title. And it's a so very good we're gonna one. We're going to keep it on trying. Up. Yeah. It makes up. It makes yes. up. <laughs> but maybe maybe something with an affair and maybe something that is a little bit more French noir that I do not connect to. I don't know if you do or do you have a different reason for dislike? For um, honestly, I didn't really feel like it was um, like trying to be French in any way. I just thought it just failed horribly. <laughs> if it's if that was the intent, I have to say it feels so hard that I couldn't even see that was their d- direction that it was trying to go to. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, big big failure there. I'm sorry, but I think the reason why I didn't really like it, ah, oh, it's just I had this expectation of, you know, murder being 
like a mystery that you're trying to to solve and I guess that's my my bad it is though but but it's not but it's not like the murder didn't matter um I mean the murder does matter in an in in essence (laughs) I have to say because it wasn't that from the very first (laughs) sure but like it wasn't like the central point of the story it is but it's not it's not a focus you mean which is true but it is revolving all around the murder like it's mentioned in the very first song saying like oh you know they're not gonna have a happy ending somebody's gonna die these are like the players and all that kind of stuff like they're setting it up for the murder to happen and for us to try to figure out what who is going to be murdered here what is the story leading up that will result in the murder and that's for example the only reason i think why they had that song where all four characters sing about them wanting to murder each other it's kind of like oh it can be anyone at this point but who will it actually be and then they go with obviously what is least likely to happen because it's like oh Mm -hmm. it's not actually about the central love affair between sarah michael and tom it's about a secondary love affair between sarah the narrator and tom and the second love affair is the reason for the murder which wasn't a focus for this at all Mm. depending on how you think about it it could be either brilliant or it could be frustrating Totally depends on how you want to see it. But I do think the murder is referenced throughout and they're deliberately trying to keep it low key. So when you do have the twist, it's mind blowing, which is why I think it's kind of pretentious as well. I I feel like if that's the case, um, they totally lost me because (laughs) I did not feel like I was engaged emotionally enough to feel the intensity that they were uh, aiming for. Yeah. So the whole like intense, oh my God, who's going to get murdered I did not feel like that at Mm -hmm. all so uh, it's just I I just feel like I'm very emotionally distant from this entire show and it's just so hard to care but I'm so sorry you were saying something and I think I I like cut you off oh I have no idea what I'm saying I just Uh (laughs) comes like yeah I don't even think did it frustrate you in any other way besides the fact that you were promised kind of like a murder mystery and you didn't get one well, it disappoints me in a lot of ways, to be honest, like the music <laughs> we talked about already. I think the fact that the affair was so boring was also really disappointing as well. The fact that we didn't get any likable characters is also very, very disappointing. I think the fact that, I don't know, like I was going to say that the fact that it was very limited in terms of the stage and everything was going to be disappointed but to be honest I don't think I minded it as much yeah because we have seen things like the last five years you know where where the setting is limited and even the characters is limited duh um but I was totally I mean I think I liked it a lot more so I don't think that was a problem so I think really the root problem for me for this one is still lies within the plot the music and the character which is literally the three most important things (laughs) I was just looking for in the musical so yeah yeah fair enough let's shift to talk about Sarah Sarah annoys me endlessly I cannot relate to her at all but I'm sure she would be relatable to a lot of people personally it was never this like artsy person who is like very overtaken by passion and is kind of a wreck a little bit and maybe to people who can relate to her this story resonates with them a lot more and it could be like a huge reason why we're both missing it because neither of us are the stereotype I found her incredibly frustrating because I out of all the characters did like Michael I think he was a great husband to her he continuously tried to improve the relationship whenever he saw that she was unhappy um, and he tried going a long way towards her and she never communicated with him her problems or did anything to echo her commitment it seems kind of like she was rolling along because she was interested in building something that is long lasting that's the whole reason for the breakup with Tom because after three years it brought them to nothing and here comes a guy that is willing to marry her and is in love with her and she's like okay I guess I'll do that I really dislike Sarah the most Tom obviously is the worst character in my opinion but Sarah is the most unlikable to me Mm -hmm. I feel like yes Sarah is a shitty person um because like the affair and so and so but honestly that wasn't even the worst part about her (laughs) to me Mm -hmm. I I just feel like as a mother um oh man she feels in every single way I feel like I never really dislike a mother character this much until Mm -hmm. I see Sarah because honestly 
her role as a mom is so disappointing. You don't see any sort of like responsibility. It feels like this 10 years, this time jump did nothing to her. Like her new role as a mom did not add any depth to her character and arc. Like being a mother feels like it's not as important as they presented it to be and 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 that frustrates me because I feel like with um with a child even like now you're not just a wife it's not just about the romance now now you have a like literally a family with with a kid that you're supposed to take care of and that should add a lot more burden a lot more thoughts feelings and and complexity into her character at least when she was facing these choices or these decisions and she was confused blah 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 like there's a lot of angles they could have tackled it with and I feel like just the fact that obviously like their daughter it was like um imaginary character it wasn't played by anybody right so I can get that that maybe it's hard to like blah 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 but the 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 fact that it just seems so unimportant makes me want to scream so much like Mm -hmm. I feel like really really dislike Sarah because she was being such a shitty mom and uh, and and I can't do that I, I I really can't like even just the romance part whatever happened to you your partner blah 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 like that I can sort of understand but you just went it comes to family and you're behaving this way just like 10 years ago when you know you're carefree whatever like you don't have anybody else to like be responsible for it like there's no development you have not grown at all like these 10 years means nothing so I really hated that I really really hated that and I think I agree with you Tom is a shit um, a character as well but Sarah is definitely my least favorite yeah, for sure. And you brought a great point. Her relationship to Frankie as a mother is such a non-issue in this musical that it's literally like evaporating, evaporating from my mind. And it's really, really frustrating to see her be like that because I think a lot of her issues of why she's not even, like she had a problem with Michael initially is because of Frankie, because she's kind of bored being a stay-at-home mom and she doesn't really care much about her. Frankie as a character, she's kind of a plot device in the entirety of the things because the reason why her affair was finally brought to light is because Frankie was sick and she needed immediate help and Sarah wasn't there to provide that help even though she's supposed to be the primary contact for 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 her so really she has no role there and she has very very little regard to her the only time that she does show some kind of motherly instinct I think is when Michael is confronting her and she's like hey Frankie don't be upset we'll we'll talk about this another time not in front of Frankie stuff like that but it could also be because she didn't want to confront Michael at the moment she wanted there to be some kind of a buffer it doesn't necessarily even have to be out of concern for her I can see why she would have an affair even just being bored and having the wild side of her being dormant for so long so maybe she feels like she can't be herself and whatnot and that is understandable but it's still not excusable in terms of how she's dealing with Frankie like you said and also how she handles the entire thing like she's not a fully realized character and she hasn't grown so Mm -hmm. what you said is like being on yeah yeah absolutely I feel like they could have went with the direction of like PPD for example and that would actually have a pretty interesting take because I don't I don't think people know what it is enough is like when you have that depression after you give birth to to a child and um and that that would be an interesting take on her character right be like oh she's a she's like suffering from depression blah 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 and uh and maybe that's why she feels distant from a child but then Frankie is not like a baby anymore and they didn't choose to go with this route anyway so they're lost and uh yes conclusion Sarah is shit sorry (laughs) 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 But, but yeah I really did not enjoy her arc at all yeah 100% how about Tom Tom, I feel like was slightly more interesting. Like, don't get me wrong, he's still not a morally good, a good character. And I think I don't hate him any less, to be honest. <laughs> but I feel like there is some room to work with because you get to see, like, I think on one point they were saying that, oh, his uh, dream burns out or whatever. Like he was he was at his low point. But then the next time when Sarah meets him again, like he has this bar of his own. Yeah. So there's clearly something happening or happened 
to him and uh and that has something to do with his dreams goals whatever um that could be interesting that could be something contribution to his character personality or even a plot but that was barely mentioned like we don't really know what happened at one point like he seems like he was at his low point and the next that he's not there anymore so we don't really get to see much of that and I feel like there was maybe some of the missing opportunity there I was just going to say the other thing is what we talk about. Like, there is no explanation why he was so attached to his ex, even though it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they explain something, so for example, if they went through something terrible together, like they lost a child because they couldn't financially support it or, or something, then I sort of get it, like, because they were young and maybe they're not uh, financially stable at the point. And uh, maybe that could potentially make even Sarah's character as a mother, much more relevant to the story. Um, or maybe that could explain why Tom was very determined to succeed. And that that's the main reason why they drifted away because he was so focused on his career and stuff. But there was no such backstory given. And this is purely <laughs> just my imagination to be like, oh, if they did this, maybe it will make more sense. But then again, I, I don't think I care about the two of them enough to be like, okay, I want to come up with a complete theory on my own. <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe these are the things that it could have done, but uh, but no. Um, so yeah, no, there's there's really nothing um, more about Tom other than that that he's a douchebag. Like <laughs> he broke up with Sarah and he's now dating someone else, um, but still cheating on this person and yeah. um, and like harassing Sarah and his new family. So. Honestly, Tom morally is shit. Sorry, I feel like I swear too much today. But I feel like Tom morally definitely is flawed. Um, there's a lot of things that audience or it's just like a normal person wouldn't like about him. But I still feel like there's a lot of missing pieces about him that could potentially make his arc a little bit more interesting. They're just not there. What did you think about his turn as a stalker? Because that I didn't see coming from anywhere like I didn't think it was very well developed obviously he has a lot of violent tendencies he seems like a very iffy person who's not sure about who he is and he's not serious about anything and um, you can see like him having some kind of iffiness as a person Um, but I didn't see stalking what I would envision for him is going to Michael and revealing to him everything about the affair And then I could also see him brawling with Michael or just like being violent as a person. But stalking is not something I saw for him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't strike me as like a creep. Yeah. So I feel like Tom, yeah, he's more of a straightforward, like I will punch you right in the face type of person rather than like I'll stab you in the back. Well, that's the vibe that he gave me at least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Unlike Earl, for example, I could see Earl, who was also a violent person, like he legitimately was abusive towards Jenna. But I could also see him as a creep who would stalk her after the fact. I could not see that happening with Tom. I could only see him as the violent person. There is some kind of disconnect with his character where he clearly is established enough for us to see him in a certain type of way, but is different than obviously how the writer envisioned him. I'm really not sure why they went that route, to be honest. Like, I can't, I can't imagine why, because there is so many other ways for the affair to come through that is not stalking out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm kind of, I was, I was grappling with this. I was like, why would they go this route? Because it's so strange. Do you have any hypothesis? Because I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly have no clue. But yeah, that's what mainly bothered me about Tom. Apart from that, apart from that incongruency with his character and personality, I thought he was very much the straightforward, abusive person who is not serious about anything and um, is an opportunist and doesn't have, you know, a lot of uh, self-control, which is why he would jump into the affair, even though he's in a competitive relationship. He did say he's never going to fall in love again in a song. So obviously he was in love with her when, when they first were there, but he had some kind of commitment issues. And now he's jumping on the opportunity of having her back because apparently she's the one who got away 
I can't personally relate to that in any way, but I think it's a big enough trope that it would be relatable to a lot of other people. So that I'm willing to put as like a benefit of doubt, say this is okay, this is realistic enough, but it just, he didn't make an impact (laughs) as a Mm -hmm. character at all. Mm -hmm. None of them did. The narrator is just a plot device. Do you have anything to say about her at all? No, not really. Not really. She literally just a plot device. I do have to say to her defense that her songs were the one I enjoyed most, but I think it's because they're the most divorced from the story and the plot. (laughs) Mm. So she was kind of the highlight in terms of the music to Mm me. Mm -hmm. And apart from that, she had no impact. Yeah. Did you think anything about her song when she's like, oh, you know, I will not be silenced. I'll break free from this narrative and I'll make my own impact, which is when she decides to like murder Tom. Did it make like you feel anything? Um, Honestly, it shocked me a little because I thought that she was completely separated from the plot originally. Yeah. Um, so when she tied her hair up, I'm like, why is she doing that? <laughs> then I realized that, all right, that means that she's stepping into the story now and she's a, a, a character even. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, that's interesting. But I feel like she came into the f- picture too late and maybe that's why the effect was so strong because um, you don't see that happening or exactly. you don't see that coming. But because it, I don't know I don't know I, I think the effect is definitely there but I, I can't feel anything too much about her as a character so that's what they were planning like they were going for oh you don't realize that she's part of the actual main cast and she's not just the narrator she has a part to play and the part where they're trying to be clever and there's a lot of thought going into it is mainly the part that involved her because that's what they focus the entire plot really on so there are a few moments where she is suggested as being part of the plot apart from like being referred to as tom's girlfriend Um, where she harmonizes with a few characters or when she sings with Sarah about Tom, for example. So there are certain portions that foreshadow that she is part of it. But really, I think that the person who wrote this really concentrated everything on the kind of plot twist and neglected everything to do with the characters, maybe in a different format with a longer time and different music altogether it could be successful and it could be something that I would be invested in but you're not going to be invested with the plot twist at all unless you're invested in the characters mm-hmm. um, and that's the biggest criticism I think that mm-hmm. I have for this musical yeah that's pretty much all I had to say okay yeah I think for me as well there is no quiz today because I could oh okay (laughs) no because I didn't want to be any of them so imagine I'd be like yeah you are Sarah I'd be like oh shit no (laughs) yeah I think you'll be a loser no matter which character you are in this case yeah can't win is there any quiz substitute you would like to do huh thank you for putting me on the spot uh (laughs) I don't I don't really have one there's a quiz hmm do you well do you have one in mind since you asked the question um I just came up with something on the spot oh yeah sure we both have been watching Stranger Things recently because um I love where this is going yes we uh name checked Stranger Things I think in several episodes since season four came out and I think we're both obsessed and it would be really fun to figure out which character from Stranger Things we are awesome let's do that is there anything else you've been watching since hmm Oh, I was watching this anime called oh. Spy Family. Have you heard? No. Oh, okay. It was, <laughs> it was actually, it's a comedy-ish kind of thing. So it was really cute. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll recommend it. It's it's very, very funny. Oh. Only 12 episodes. So Ooh. there you go. I think it's Spy family. maybe one, yeah, one of the most popular anime in this season. Okay. So, um... Oh, so it's it's a recent anime. Yeah, it is pretty recent. Okay. But it's done. Like it's finished. It's only one season. One season for now. Okay. Um. Perfect. So I found one that is relatively recent. It's before Volume Two came out, mm-hmm. but it's after the first part of Volume uh, of uh, Season Four is out. 
All right. Okay. So we're doing, obviously, which Stranger <laughs> Things character are you like the most? And from BuzzFeed. Yes. And a full title is which Stranger Things character are you like the most? Answer these 11 very specific questions to find out. So question number one, pick your favorite ice cream flavor. What's your favorite ice cream flavor without looking at the answers? Oh, do you want to guess? Um, <laughs> you strike me as a cookies and cream person. Really? Yeah. No, I okay. did not actually. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, usually I'll go with like vanilla or lemon. Oh, vanilla is my favorite. Okay. Uh, Good taste. Good taste. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kind of surprised. I thought you'd have a very sophisticated. No. I guess cookies and cream is not a very sophisticated flavor. <laughs> Yeah, vanilla is not one of the options. The options are strawberry, peanut butter, chocolate, black cherry, chocolate brownie, cookie dough, cookies and cream, mint chocolate chip. I don't know. There's a lot of chocolate here. I don't like chocolate ice cream, full stop. Okay, I think I'm going to pick strawberry. I think I'll go with cookies and cream. Because <laughs> it's the most okay. vanilla-like they have. Okay. Pick an animal. Lion, eel, dog, deer, lizard, bunny, pony. I don't know. As like a pet or just? things to look like an animal to look at um it's up to your interpretation <laughs> uh, dear i'll go with a lion pick a clothing item baseball cap t-shirt zip up hoodie hair clip basketball shorts sweater jorts i don't know what's jorts jean shorts oh um i know I feel for like you. really I'm, you do i'm if you're not picking that, I'll be mad. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yes. I was going to go with t-shirt, but okay. Okay, that I'll be mad. <laughs> Why? Why? The cap? Yes. <laughs> oh, I do Whenever, wear a, cap a lot. Depending on the season, Claire is either a scarf as her identity or a baseball cap as her identity in hey, my mind. <laughs> the UV damage is real. You taught me that. Oh, yes, that's true. It doesn't have to be a baseball cap for, for UV damage. I personally go for bucket hats. But... Oh, I, I, the bucket hat doesn't look good on me. <laughs> All um, right, in that case, I'll, I'll choose the cap then. I mean, it could go with your first instinct. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny. I don't know if we said this before, but Claire recently had a hair change. It looks very nice on her. And Thank from you. the back, I didn't recognize her at, at all because of her hair change. I saw when she was sitting at Starbucks and we we're supposed to meet a baseball cap. And I was like, oh, okay, this person is Claire. Then. And that's <laughs> when I approached her. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'll go with the t-shirt. Okay. How would your friends describe you? Okay, this question is one of the ones that pop up pretty much yeah. every single quiz. Introverted, powerful, loyal, loud, sarcastic, intelligent, stubborn. They misspelled intelligent, by the way. Yeah. Stubborn, I don't know. <laughs> um, am I choosing for you or I'm just choosing for myself? Um, you're choosing for me. Oh, okay. I think I'll go with stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go with introverted for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was the one I'll pick for myself. Thank you. <laughs> pick an activity. Watching TV, going to an arcade, playing board games, going on bike rides, researching, working out, talking with friends. I don't know. Talking with friends? I am deliberating between watching TV, researching, and talking with friends. I think I'll go with watching TV. Okay. Pick something to watch on TV. NASCAR awesome. racing, action, rom-com, documentary, coming of age musical, <laughs> romance, and I don't know. Um, why is this I don't know thing gives me like Jing Do vibe? I'm sorry. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Um, I oh actually recently I'm in a documentary train, so I'm gonna pick documentary for now. I'll go with rom-com. Choose a household item, blanket, plate, recycling bin, lamp, pan, remote, shelf. Why didn't you say it like pan, pen? <laughs> uh, blanket. Yeah, same. Choose a drink, Coke, iced tea, a juice box, water, Pepsi, Zeltzer, Frappuccino, I don't know. Water. Yeah, same. Despite being like the biggest Starbucks hoe out there, I really hate Frappuccinos, so I can't choose that. I I'm really surprised I don't have coffee here, but okay. Uh, or tea. 
They have yeah. iced tea, but iced tea is completely different yeah. than normal tea. Yeah, well, tea. I don't want iced tea, sorry. Exactly. Pick a school subject. There we go. The other uh-huh. one. <laughs> Gym, history, art, English, math, financial, lit. What school did what? they go to? Science? I don't know. History. Science. Choose a weapon. Roller skate. Love that. Rifle, bomb, poison, dagger, wand, axe. I don't know. Poison wand lastly choose a day of the week friday sunday saturday monday thursday tuesday wednesday i don't know (laughs) um gonna choose saturday same who'd you get okay i got 11 (gasps) i'm jealous (laughs) Uh, all right it reads you're a strong person who would do anything for those who love like 11 People forget that you're just a kid at heart. Don't you forget it. Okay, I got Mike. And while I'm the biggest Mike defender, he has a lot of of haters. I don't know why. I think he's a great character and he makes absolute sense for a 15-year-old in his circumstance. The description is nothing like me whatsoever. But you're the type of person who likes being in a relationship like Mike. Don't forget to work on yourself in the meantime. Could not be more opposite of me. At least I'm the main character, question (laughs) mark. We will both be Steve in a better in a better world. <laughs> Not in this one. Okay, okay. Drum roll, please, for final ranking. Oh man! All right, let's do this. Um, honestly, I'm just gonna give it like I really want to say zero out of ten. <laughs> can I say zero out of ten? You Is can say whatever me? you want. You can say too- whatever All right, you, you know what? Just to not be as me, I give it one out of ten. How That's about generous. that? All right, generous. one out of ten of um, shitty and irresponsible mother. Ooh, love that. Clap, clap, clap. Um, that was snap, 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 but okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um, I hate being mean. I hate being the bad guy. So I guess I'll give it a three out of ten. Okay. Ending my misery. That is my rank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, with that glowing review, you can feel free to discuss it with us. I mean, I don't think personally, even though I like fighting, I will not fight you on any of this. I think it will be just the fundamental differences in likes and dislike if you end up liking it. If you end up liking it and want to tell us why and why it's actually brilliant, I'd be totally open to listening and hearing you out. So feel free to reach out regarding that. If you just want to trash on this and you feel similarly to us, we'll obviously also accept that with open arms. And if you want to give us any like recommendation for things to cover in the future, you want to discuss any previous episode we discussed already, You can do all of that and more through our social media. You can find us on Instagram, on Reddit, and on Twitter under Podway Podcast. And if you are not a social media person, neither are we. You can email us at podwaypodcast at gmail.com. Also, consider this. Just mull it over in your big, giant, nice heart to give us some kind of a review. Preferably a five-star one <laughs> Spotify <laughs> or wherever it is you're listening. Um, it will just help people find us. It will help grow the community. And we just want to have more conversations with you guys. So I think it will be a win-win for everybody. But yeah, without further ado, thank you so much for listening. And 